0: You are listening to Read It, Roll It, Hole It. He's two points from victory. Only needs one. Welcome, golfers, to the next episode of the Read It, Roll It, Hole It podcast. Today, we've got uh, superstar Mitch Waite on the call. Welcome, Mitch.
1: Nice to you, mate.
0: How are you doing? Okay?
1: Yeah, well, good, pal. Yeah, yeah, very well. Very well. Thank you.
0: I say superstar, the last few weeks have been... Uh, you know, really, really good for you. Talk us through uh, how the last month also has been.
1: Yeah, just been playing on the um, on the Euro Pro Tour in the UK and just yeah, been been fortunate enough to play some good golf and um, win a couple of times and get a second and a third place over the last four events and now top the order of merit. So yeah, I've been been fortunate just to play some really good golf and get over the line a couple of times. Like I said, and just um, yeah, just keep that ball yeah, keep that ball rolling.
0: Happy days, and you're on your way to the next event as we speak. So the uh the signal probably is not as good as we'd like, maybe. But you're uh, you've got the eight hour drive to to Edinburgh, is that right?
1: Uh yeah. Well, I uh, know Glasgow, like um, uh, Leven Links or Leven Links. I don't know how you quite pronounce it. I think I said Leven the other week to a to a Scotsman up there, and he said um I was saying it wrong. I think it's, I think it's pronounced Leven, but I'm not too sure. So yeah, but it's, uh from uh, from Bristol. Is a uh, is, is a feral trek up there, so. Yeah, travel up today, um, get some rest tonight
0: and then got the program tomorrow and then it all picks up again Wednesday. Brilliant, exciting. I think if you're from Bristol, calling it leather, mate, is alright. Yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> Happy days. Cool. So um Mitch, talk to me like your uh, you know, your career so far and like going into the future. What's the what's the sort of vision moving forward? Have you got do you set goals with like your coach or do you, with, or with your manager, do you like set those goals or is it pr- like pretty much just like rock and roll and keep improving every day?
1: Yeah, I think um, I don't think you can get too far ahead of yourself in this game because um, I actually put a post out on Instagram the week before I actually won my first event um, at Manning Seath, just that you know, things can change very quickly in this game. Um, so, so like for me personally, now since that, since that win, um, I'm actually finishing off these last two events. Uh, I've been in Scotland this week, obviously, and then of Man next week, the two last regular events of the season. Um, and I'm heading off to Cornbury Q school um, over in the States. So, you know, things can change
0: pretty quickly.
1: Uh, my goal at the beginning of the year was to quite simply um, be in the top five of the, of, of, of the Euro Pro rankings to get a Challenge Store card. Um, like I said, I've, I've pretty much all but sewn that up now, so that's, that's, that's good news. Fantastic. So, obviously... You know, you know. Looking forward, obviously, um, you know, depending on what happens with the Cornbury Cup, etc., it's going to be, you know, it's going to be challenge tour next year, and ultimately, you know, saying now the one goal for next year would be to be in the top 20 of the rankings to get a European Tour card, and then, you know, vice versa. So, um, yeah, I think I think you can only you, you can only look as as far as you want to look ahead, I suppose. Um, but me personally, at the minute, uh, with, with with how I've been playing, it's just been focused on the next event each time. Uh, keep improving, keep the attitude good. But the last, uh, for the last 12 months now, really, ever since I started working with a psychologist, my, my mental side of my attitude towards my goals has been been great. So for me personally, right now, just 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 focus on this week, take it as it comes there. Focus on the next week when it comes around, um, and then just uh, yeah, keep that ball rolling, keep keep playing good stuff. At the end of the day, good golf will just take care of everything. So uh, obviously, the long term, you know, the long term goal is to you know, it's, a, it's become a major champion in, and and probably play over in the States uh, out on the PGA Tour. Um, but for me, you know, that that could be that could be a year away, that could be five years away, it could be ten years away, it could never happen. So these are things that you can't quite control right now, like control which is just playing good golf and just focus on the next event.
0: Love that attitude. Love that attitude, Mitch. I think um, it's interesting you are just saying about, like, your... Uh working with a psychologist and a psychologist and being um I can't remember the word you said there but just being uh, you know a better better version of you talk can you talk us through maybe like what your attitude what what you've done to improve your attitudes and um yeah why you've done that
1: yeah um I just felt like it was something that I needed to just just address like I think I'm I'm a player that I'm, like, I'm my own biggest critic and there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But at the same time, um, the work that I've done with Will bottles my, uh, my psychologist, it's just, it's, just been, it's just put an emphasis on um, just controlling what I can, focus on what I can and just give myself the best opportunity um, to play well whenever I pick it up, basically. And um, I put a lot of emphasis on just, um, it sounds cliche, a lot of people say it these days, but just controlling what I can um, I can only control, like sort of, you know, how I act, how I feel on the golf course. I can't control what other people do. If somebody else shoots twenty two hundred for the week, um, I have won last week. But I did everything I possibly could in my power that week to try and win. Um, so focusing on, you know, focusing on yourself is, is is vitally important. I just think that my attitude this year um, has been great. I've, I've you know, beginning of the year, I, I sat down with my manager, uh, Charlie Chandler, and just said, listen, let's focus on your pro. That's the that's the only tour I'll play this year. I'll play Europe Pro, I'll focus on that. I've got a fixed schedule. I know what's coming week in, week out, and uh, and I know that if I if I rock up with the right attitude, if I rock up with that with that sort of winning mentality that I know that I'm good enough to win on that tour, uh, and I've got full focus on that, then there's no reason why I can't um, you know, achieve my goal something to get off of it, which hopefully now uh, I will do uh, successfully. So I think just um, just being just just, just being um being ruthless in the way that I uh, prepared and played, I think I've, I think I've, I think I've been a little bit more professional with how I've got about it this year. Um, you know, I get on well with plenty of guys on the tour, but but ultimately you, you you're not there to make friends. You're not there to stay on the tour. You're there to get off of it. I think we all are. Um, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's very difficult to make a living. You know, on the, on the Euro Pro Tour is not really feasible. So the fact of the matter that we're all there for the same reason. That's the, that's just the top five. And then to get off the tour, and then similarly when you get off the challenge tour, it's
0: the same. Brilliant, that's great, Mitch. So you mentioned your uh, your manager there, Chubby Chandler. Can you talk me through um, how that relationship came about, and how has he helped you along the, the way at, over the years you've been working together?
1: Yeah, it was. Um, I, played a, I played a bit of golf with a guy by the name of uh, Mike Holt down in uh, down at Burnham and Barrow uh, when I was an amateur nice still. Um, and, and yeah, Holty and I got on very, very well. And um, at that at that given time, Mike was actually sponsoring uh, Matt Wallace, who was obviously part of ISM under Chubby as well. Okay. Um, and, and, and and the British Masters come along at uh, Walton Heath. It was I think that was, well, that was 20, yeah 2018 at Walton Heath, and uh, Mike Mike just invited me along with him to to, to go watch Matt. So I, I I got invited along, and that was when I was in a originally in the form as an amateur at that point. Um. And Mike invited me along, and uh, I met Chubby there, and then sort of Chubby invited me out to the Turkish Airlines Open uh, with with the team ISM. So I had a couple of rounds with Chubb and played some really good goals, and he just sort of uh, you know gave me his advice, and he said that well, I think you're ready to turn pro, and I, I'd really like to sign you. And uh, I've always got on very very well with him. I think there's a huge amount of respect there um, from, from from my part towards him, and I think similarly back we get on very very well. And he's uh, done his absolute utmost for me ever since turning pro. Well, I played, I played five European Tour events um, in these first two years. Obviously, with COVID being a big, being a big hindrance as well over the last 12 months. So I played, yeah, five European Tour events. I have played probably near 10 Challenge Tour events now through invites as well. Um, obviously, sponsorship and whatnot, and obviously the knowledge, the, you know, the knowledge and experience that. Uh, Chubby Scott's, you know, phenomenal to look after some of the best players to have ever breaks uh, the world of golf. You know, you'd like to Roy Matt Crystal everyone about everybody else. Just just yeah, just to name a few, for him to be able to have looked after those guys and be one of the first uh, you know player managers to ever do it. Um, yeah, for me personally to have someone like that in my corner, um, to be able to think his brains um, and try to obviously develop him and, and, and move up the rankings is, yeah, is invaluable really.
0: Absolutely. That experience he, he holds, you know, he's, he's seen it and seen it all really, hasn't he? Nothing probably surprises him in the golf industry. So, uh, as you said, a good, a good corner to your team for sure.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: That's good. Talk to me, Um, just going sort of into a little bit of detail, perhaps on like tour life. Um, <clears throat> Let's talk about, you know, Euro pro tour. I think, you know, it can look maybe a bit more glamorous than it is sometimes. I yeah, think
1: absolutely, yeah.
0: Professional golf, we, we sort of watch the European tour and they're in a sunny country, you know, having a good time, playing for loads of money. Um, but realistically, it's only the sort of top 50, perhaps on that tour, that are really raking it in. And then you go down... The Euro Pro, the, uh, you, sorry, go down the European Tour rankings. Then you go to the Challenge Tour, and then you go to Euro Pro, and then maybe to the mini tours, sort of below the um, the the Euro Pro. Talk us through what that um, looks like, and you know, maybe help us sort of put it into perspective of what that what how hard it is really. Yeah, I
1: think yeah, I think you nailed it there. I think it always looks a lot more glamorous than. Uh than what it is, you know, with, with social media these days, um, you kind of, you know, you only post what you, what you want other people to see, I suppose. Um, so when you're staying in your, uh, in your three-star hotel, which is particularly clean, and it's not particularly, uh, that great to stay in, and, you know, you're you paying sort of peanuts for it, for the, for the week, et it's, yeah, it, it's, it's not as, uh, it's not as glamorous as it always seems. But for me personally, this year, I've, I've done a lot of traveling on my own, um, I quite enjoy my own company and have my own time to myself. I get on well with many guys on the, on the tour, um, and it's nice to meet up with those guys and go for a bite to eat and stuff like that, but quite a lot of the time I've stayed to myself this year. and um, just travelled on my own, and I, you know, I, I can do what I want whenever I want, really. But um, you know, fortunately for me, living, obviously, in Bristol, pretty, pretty central, really. There's a, there's a few events where I can stay at home. Uh, a lot of the events are down south, um, sort of London way as well, so it's never too far away from home. Um, but this year we've had one in Scotland so far, one in Ireland so far, and then we've got obviously Scotland again this week and then Ireland next week. But apart from that, really, I think the longest drive for me apart from that's probably been about three hours. So um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those, mate. It's, it's, it's quite nice. What I like about the Euro Pro is, 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 is a Monday to Friday, so you usually travel on the Monday, do a, do a little bit of practice Monday afternoon, then you, you'll, you'll have your practice day Tuesday, and then there's a Wednesday to, Wednesday to Friday job. So sort of you're travelling back late Friday night, uh, hopefully with a good result under your belt and then obviously you've got the weekend you've got to chill the family socialise a little bit do, do a little bit of practice if you need to to reset and then go again uh, obviously moving up the tours when you move the challenge tours it's slightly different you know you're, you're travelling every you know every week you're, you're, you're having to fly uh, it's, it's basically a Monday through to Sunday job it's seven days a week it's relentless it's hard work it's tiring uh, and obviously the calibre of player and the level of golf is very very difficult too so I think managing your time and managing your schedules is vitally important on Challenge Tour. I think with EuroPro, we're fortunate that the events come thick and fast. Yeah, but there's still gaps in between the schedules. so you only really ever got like four or five weeks in a row. And like I said, when you've got the weekend at home and you're only traveling a couple of hours each time, it's not the end of the world. So, uh, so yeah, it's, it's one of those EuroPro. I quite I, I quite enjoyed this year just focusing on my you know focusing on myself, travelling on my own. Like I said, it just. Coming back at the weekend and just socialise
0: and see some friends, bit of practice, and then just getting ready to go again. Really, brilliant. That's good. Sounds like you're in a you know a really nice place, Mitch, and um, you've got your head screwed on. If that makes sense, like yeah, just quite mature for you. not like the you know a kid or anything, but mature for your age. Do you know what I mean by that? Like a veteran pro.
1: Yeah, I think I think I think first year, I think in 2019, first year, I struggled a little bit. I think. Um, again chubby and i sat down at the end of the year and he just he he just thought that i was a little bit um too soft really and a little bit sort of uh, naive maybe with the way that i was going about what i was doing um and and i think a few things changed in my life at the beginning of the year and in all fairness those those things that did change um helped me just uh just to toughen up a little bit and i think um with that COVID pandemic last year, obviously I know it's still going on now, but when it all kicked in last year, obviously uh, golf took a backseat for, for, for a little bit of time. And then when we opened back up again, uh, the sponsorship wasn't quite there. You know, I, I was using the money that I earned uh, and worked hard for. And I, you know, I was, I was reinvesting that into my golf. And I think that gave me a real good perspective that, you know, if I want to win some money this week, I've got to turn up and I've got to play well. And then if I've got a week off, I've got to work hard to make sure I've my games in the best shape possible. So, I think really deep down everything does happen for a reason and for me personally um you know the last the last twelve months you know the things that went on couldn't have, couldn't have couldn't have come at a better time for me personally um so you know i'm on my I'm on my own now like I've got no um i've got no real uh worries about other people I can focus on myself I can do what i want to do I can you know keep myself happy and just um really put all the time of focus into myself and I think that's been a huge huge impact on my golf this year I think that's been proven in my golf this year um yeah I'm in a good place I but you know to get into a good place you've got to put the work in and and, and, and put the graft in and you know thinking that first year I felt as though it might just come a little bit easier to me than it did and then the realization was that you know you probably are good enough but you've got to prove that you're good enough and uh and I've sort of already proven um you know, in in previous events on Chalice Hall, I've been good enough to compete. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to sort of trying to sort of uh, work my way up the rankings now and have a real good scheduling crack at, at Chalice Hall next year and to see what we can do. Really
0: exciting, exciting. Or oh, hopefully the um, Corn Ferry Tour. Would you do both, or would that not be um, possible?
1: Yeah, in all fairness, it was. Uh, the opportunity to come about after the after the win, really, after my first win, uh, just go to Chubbini, so I said, mate, so I think it would be a uh, a great idea and a great opportunity for you to go to the States. And uh, and there was some sponsorship there to be able to do so, um, which has been great for me. So, we, we you know, fortunately for me, I get through the preliminary stage as well due to my world ranking and due to making the Cotton the European Tour last year. So I'm straight into the first stage. So I'm in, I, I'm in Chicago, uh, end of the month, so... I'm just looking forward to going over there and having a great opportunity, really. And if I can, if I can keep playing how I have played, um, you know, I've never played golf over in the states. I know the scoring's low. low, uh, but I believe now that I'm a. i am I think my coach worked out. I'm 106 under par for the Euro Pro season this year. So yeah. my score my my is pretty good this year. Um, so to be honest, going over there and having a having a good free crack at at court, very useful. With the way that the PGA saw in America, you know, golf in America's going. It was. It's just an opportunity that you can't turn down. Like I say, um, I'll go to the first stage, give it the all, see where see where it leaves me, and then uh, you know, at the end of uh, at the end of the season, at least I'll have a very good idea of what uh of what the plan is for for next year, and then we can just take it from there. Really,
0: exciting times! Exciting times! I think, like, would you agree that your game, you know, probably suits the American style? Like, you're you're a sort of big hitter, um, you know, hit hit the long ball and you know, do go deep, which you've got to do. Like sometimes in the UK, I think it could be a bit like short and fiddly, the courses, not necessarily yeah. all the Euro pro, but it's, that, it's definitely more that way, would you say?
1: Yeah, I'd agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're a pro. The thing with Euro pro is you know that you're rocking up each week, regardless of, really, regardless of conditions or, or what the conditions will be like throughout the week, whether that, whether that be course condition or whether that be sort of weather condition, you know that uh, the scoring is going to be low, so, so you know regardless you've got to get out there and and post a score. No different to America, but I can imagine America being slightly more um, what's probably the word, a little bit more uh, sort of scenic. You know? I, I, I can imagine it being a little a little fairer, where conditions are are quite similar throughout. You know, throughout most most, most tournaments. You know, for so, us some weeks we. we, we We'll play on greens that uh, are sort of, you know, eight and a half on the stimp. and maybe a fraction bobbly. Then you might go to the next venue. They might be 11 on the stimp and roll in really, really nice. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, the scoring's gonna is going to be low out on the corner. Right? But I'd imagine, like you say, with, with the way the conditions of the courses are going to be, it also gives you a great opportunity to do so. Um, you know, hole in, hole in eight footers on, on, on eight and a half stimp greens, which are a little bit bobbly with the wind blowing straight off your right shoulder. You know, they're not they're not the easiest putts to hold. Whereas you get on you get on pure greens where you know if you can match your starting up with the pace, then uh, <laughs> more often or not you're going to feel confident you can hold them. So I think there's mm. you know there's there's, there's there's pros and cons to both. I think that the Euro pros probably taught me to, to just suck it up a little bit, you know, um, accept the conditions that, the, that that are in front of me, um, deal with that very well, just and just crack on and shoot that score because if you want to win, if you want to compete. Someone's going to go low, so why, why can't it be you? I think out uh, on Mary the score is going to be very, very bunched. What I can gather, uh, the calibre of player over there is very, very good as well. And uh, now I'm very much looking forward to the, to the opportunity to the challenge. I've never played golf in the States, so, uh, so yeah. I'm very much looking forward just to being able to go out there and play. I've played, played plenty of golf over in South Africa uh, and, and, a, and a bit in Asia now and obviously Europe. Um so you know, to, to to be able to go over there and have an opportunity to go play uh in the States is something that I'm very much looking forward to, yeah.
0: Brilliant. That's good. Who's your favourite caddy? Is it Harrison Otleywood or Jake Phillips? <laughs>
1: uh well I think I think uh hopefully H won't listen to this because uh because he 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 did a very good job with me last year. Harrison, to be fair to him, he was he was injured at the time, so he wasn't really playing a great deal. And he he, he did be a, he did be a huge favourite and come out and travel with me, but but he wasn't able to get the win with me, whereas Jake Phillips was. So uh, Jake Phillips is sort of 100 uh, percent record, uh, great guy Jake. And uh, now I was I was very uh, very fortunate to have him on the bag uh, on on Friday. Cause he just uh, he just kept me going. I know I know how much he loves the game, and uh, no, it was it was great to have him on the bag, to be fair. So if I if I had to add to that I would say uh, I would say Jake Phillips
0: definitely gonna let both those boys know that you said that <laughs> definitely the um is Jake gonna to come to uh the states with you
1: no he's not no 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 it was, it was uh,
0: it's not Jake, that good Jake uh,
1: it was it was just a one-off thing really Jake Jake uh, Jake and I are quite close now and we um, and we speak you know weekly and he just said to me probably about five weeks ago before I even won my first event, he said, bitch, I'd really, really like to caddy for you at an event uh, this, uh, this year, if you want not mind, or come and watch. I said, all right, guys, okay. well, have a look at the schedule, mate. You can let me know when, when you're free. I said, if you can put me Friday off work on the final day, I said, hopefully I can be in contention and, you know, you can come and, you can come and sort of carry the bag. And he sort of, uh, he sort of said, well, suddenly would because, because it was Oxfordshire. It's only about 45 minutes from, uh, from him in Cheltenham. And he sort of said, well, I'll do that one if you don't mind. So, of course, I like, went, my results leading up to that for the first, second and the third. In my head, yeah. I was like, cool, well, you know, I've, I've got to have a bad result eventually, surely. So hopefully it's not this week. Um, but again, for, yeah, fortunately for me to be sixty and under after two rounds and then he was able to carry the bag. Uh, obviously, the final group was, uh, yeah, was, you know, no, we, no, we, we had a good laugh out there, to be fair. We, uh, he nearly messed uh, me up on the third hole and he told me that he could go for this shot and he was playing. So I thought, well, if he could play, I can certainly play. And I knocked it in the water. And made no bogey. So I blamed him for that. But apart from that, after that, he was he was flawless.
0: <laughs> did he pipe down after that and just keep his Yeah, mouth shut?
1: I did. <laughs> well, we had, we had a pint We had a point after to celebrate. He said, "Cool." In all fairness, mate, I thought um I thought when I said that, and then you did what you did. I thought, "Oh, is that my fault, or is that just a bad shot from you?" I said, "Wow." I said, uh, yeah, "Who who cares? I'm having to the truth. Who really cares? We got the job done. That's all that matters now."
0: <laughs> that's all it matters. Happy days. Did you give him five ten percent?
1: No, no, no. He just uh he just got oh. a ball strike he just got a ball striking display instead.
0: <laughs> <laughs> funny. Funny. Well, uh, there we are. That's uh that's all good fun. Talk us um talk us through like your um practice, Mitch, and like going into putting maybe like what would um I say, normal week look like, I don't know. So, like, yeah, let's go. Like th- this week, or like, what does a week look like? Putting practice and how does that evolve throughout the week?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm being perfectly honest, at the moment, uh, for me, it's a lot of maintenance work. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm deep into the season now, where I'm playing. Yeah, I'm playing week in, week out. And in all fairness, for me personally, both long game and short game. It's just about keeping it ticking over, keeping things fresh, keeping things just uh, in good order. Um, so for me, well, you know, ordinarily I'll I'll turn up to the golf club a bit later on. I, I, I to be honest today I I quite simply chuck a couple of balls down and just I, I just hit a few parts and just get the pace of the greens. I would I I do nothing technical. Um I just get the power back in the hands, just 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 hit a few parts, Spent half an hour on the pine green this afternoon. Uh, just getting the pace of them ready for tomorrow really and then I'd sort of turn up tomorrow. And then I'll do a little bit more structural work. I'll sort of do a little bit of testing. Um, uh, I'll do, I'll, I'll work on a little bit of start line, a little bit of stroke work. But I feel like it needed that. But to be honest at the minute, with the way I'm pleasant at the minute, for me, as soon as I get the pace of the greens, I feel like I'm stroking it reasonably well. Uh, so I get the pace of the greens. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway there. I'm reading the greens pretty well. I've got a good, um, I've got a pretty good routine, a pretty good uh, method in, in, in what I'm doing. Um, I'm feeling confident with it. Sometimes I feel like you can overdo that side of the game. Um, you can stand there all day and the stroke, but ultimately, it's how you read the parts, it's how you feel over the parts. And at the minute, I feel pretty good. So if I'm, being, if I'm being perfectly, perfectly honest at the minute, a lot of the work that I do is just maintain so just get the pace of the greens. Swing-wise, again, uh, I've got my, I've got my, uh, my feels that I've got at the moment and um, I'll just really just try and focus and hone those in ready for, ready for the Wednesday start. But when I have a week off, it's slightly different. I'd, um, I'd probably do a little bit of technical work just to really, just you know, really tighten up again a little bit and just try and tighten the screws just to make it as good as possible again. Because um, obviously, when you uh, you can get into a few bad habits when you when you're out playing, you sort of tend to go into sort of you know a few of your old tendencies. But just to refresh the memory, and just re-drop the memory, and just sort of do some do some technical work forward. Well. But but all in all, at the minute, with how I've been playing, uh, with how busy I've been. It's just real, real maintenance work. Don't don't overthink it. Don't overcomplicate it. And stay fresh. Stay uh, stay fit and healthy. Keep the mental side of the game. Uh, and you know, and your mental stuff really, really uh, clear cut in. Uh, and uh, yeah, and I think then you've got a really good opportunity to go and play some good golf.
0: I love what you say there, Mitch, about not overcomplicating it. I think you know that we, we all know when we play our best golf, we don't think about anything or very little. But then when we Struggle. the tendency is to sort of overthink it. So, you know, long, long may that continue that you uh, continue that mindset and not overthinking it for sure. It's good.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah.
0: Good. Well, Mitch, I, I wish you um, all the best in uh, Scotland this week. I really appreciate you taking time out of your day. Um, I know, uh, well, hopefully it's killed half an hour for you on your uh, eight-hour drive to, to, to <laughs> Scotland. Um. Yeah. But yeah, thanks really so appreciate much. you coming on, and uh, hopefully, the quality is good enough for everyone. So, um, yeah, thanks again.
1: Top man. Cheers, Ollie. Have a good week. Cheers, fella.